Welcome to the Using the Whole Whale podcast, where we learn from leaders about new ideas and digital strategies making a difference in the social impact world. This podcast is a proud production of Whole Whale, a B Corp digital agency. Thank you for joining us. Now, let's go learn something. Today on the podcast, a little uh, New Year's predictions for 2022. We did it. <laughs> Goodbye, 2021. We have some fun for you here. We've got Nick, we've got Maura, we've got myself, and our assignment for you all, our assignment was to go and chase down two or more for 2022, two or more trends that will be impacting and affecting the nonprofit sector. So no no negative hot takes, only positive net effects. Nick, Maura, how's it going? It's going good, George. Happy New Year. Or almost New Year. Almost New Year. New Year's Eve Eve. Before we hit record, Maura, you had uh, a prescient point of view that we're recording with still a little bit of uh, a little bit of time left in this year. You're like, I can't tell because in a week it's going to be completely different of what's going to happen. And I think that's a, a perfect preface to anytime you're thinking about trends and what might happen in the next day as opposed to year. Yeah, you just always got to be on your toes. And if you're doing content in advance, you've got to be ready to uh, just change it at the drop of a hat, which I think was a a good lesson from 2021. Agree. Even though it seemed like you had a sense of what was coming, you just simply don't. So this is fun. Something for you to listen to. And we didn't decide who would start it off. So I will will draw the, the short straw here and just kick off with something pretty pretty safe to say because I know it's going to happen actually because something that impacts a lot of nonprofits is actually bulk mail rates and the cost of postage. So in effect, there is the increase coming in January of 2022, first class stamps going up by three cents, bulk mail going up by about 9% and 7% depending on other special services and mail marketing. So here is my optimistic view. Nonprofits and many of which have previously relied on a lot of fundraising via mail, will opt for greener, happier digital solutions in 2022 because that just eats into a very, very thin margin. So increased postal rates will mean decreased mail being sent and instead maybe more innovative approaches to digital fundraising and donor stewardship. We'll see. All right, Mara, you want to follow up? Oh man, I'm still going to be on a mail topic, um, but <laughs> with email. So instead of bulk um, in real life mail, um, one big trend for next year with nonprofits, we just recently saw the release of the Monterey operating system. Um, and with that, that means email privacy protection has been expanded beyond mobile to also um, desktop users. So all of us in nonprofit marketing need to be thinking about how we can still send the best emails next year without really being able to rely on open rate. And one way is to just really lean into asking your subscribers for personalization. So sending them like an email that just asks them like, hey, what's your birthday? We want to be able to send you a note about it. Or which aspects of our cause are you most excited about? Um, and people engage with that, and then you can just better segment and tailor your content in the future. So the take there is a lot more personalization. And also, there's a much higher ROI, right, that we have seen when 
you're actually getting the first name in there or other context of the stakeholder, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like what people crave with email. They've mm-hmm. given you permission to email them. They want it to be personalized. They don't want you sending them stuff they don't care about. Um, and I think sometimes it can be a little scary to you know, admit you don't know something or send an email that's not exactly about your cause and just about your subscriber. But most subscribers actually prefer it and get really excited um, when they can have more personalized email. Brilliant. Mara, I love that because uh, just the other day, I got an email from one of our clients, and in all lowercase, the subject line was, hey, Nick, just sending a quick note. And I opened it. I was so excited to hear back from this client. And it was a mass marketing email, but you know what? No. I opened it, and it was a great email, and I may have even donated. <laughs> um, so I totally agree with that one. All right, Nick, do you want to throw us one of your predictions or trends we'll see in 2022? Sure. So this is the Politico in me talking, but 2022 is a midterm year. This is going to be a midterm year like no other, which is what we always say every election now, and we'll say every election here on out. But we should look for heightened engagement around the election, particularly uh, among organizations doing advocacy work, whether it's immigration work, it's social policy work. Um, for better or for worse, many of the nonprofit causes, <laughs> many nonprofit causes, period, uh, are directly infect, uh, affected by government priorities, government policies, and legislature. Um, so it's going to be really important engagement. Will it match 2021 or 2020, I should say? Definitely not, um, which poses a problem if you're of the persuasion that the government should be spending money on helping people. Um, but uh, 2018 was a midterm year and saw a groundswell of support um, around social causes there and huge just mobilization around advocacy. Um, and George, I won't I won't spoil yours, but I think there's going to be some really important social topics that are going to be top of mind next year that concurrent with the midterm elections. Uh, nonprofits need to know that there's going to be heightened engagement and they should capitalize on that. But that's going to be a trend. We got to capitalize on it while we know and we can prepare for it. Yeah. And shameless plug for our nonprofit advertising study that we did. If you want to see full distribution breakdown of a lot of where nonprofits are spending and paying to play on, on social, uh, that's a, a good time to maybe plan around some of those budgets, causes, and certainly what we'll see in the fall where just an, an amazing amount of money will probably be spent on both sides. Uh, you're hinting at one of my trends, one of the trends that uh, we will see. And our rule here is we're positive. So follow me for the full thought here. We're positive trend is that there is going to be a, uh, I think, massive groundswell of essentially support for the issues surrounding pro-choice and the right of a, a woman to make her own choices about her body associated with what will likely be the revoking of Roe v. Wade by the Supreme Court. And I think there will be an incredible amount of attention paid and base fired up. And remember, this is a, you know, if we're talking about what majority of Americans, if you stop them on the street, would say uh, something that might actually serve to rally 
uh, around a lot of causes and potentially trickle into some voting behavior in addition to uh, a lot of donations if you are in that sphere. But you're already aware of that if you work in this field. Uh, but I think there may be, you know, parking the frustration aside when the pendulum swings one way, it's simply loading up for the aggressive swing in the other direction. And I, I see a lot of hopefully positive social protest and movement coming as a result. Mara. Oh man, mine's going to be like both of you had really inspiring takes. Um, I also did want to mention that Roe v. Wade like doesn't only affect women. There are like trans men and non-binary folks who also have like a uterus who this legislation also impacts. Um, So when we talk about it, we kind of using more universal gender language can be helpful sometimes. But my hard transition was going to be to nonprofits partnering with um, corporate brands. I thought it was really fascinating this Giving Tuesday. I got at least 10 emails. I saved them because I was thinking it would be cool to share these later um, from different brands who had partnered with um, nonprofits to either donate all their profits to a nonprofit on Giving Tuesday or like encourage their customers um, to shop there or or to donate there, sorry, um, or we're just donating a percentage of profits. Um, but I think brands are starting to capitalize on that feeling of altruism and social good that we're just seeing like higher and higher engagement with and kind of a cultural demand for wanting um, everybody to kind of take part in shaping a more positive future. Uh, so for nonprofits, kind of keeping an eye out for are there any brands or companies that you have connections at that maybe you can align with, um, you know, beyond what we see with like even just influencer marketing? Ooh, Mara, I liked that take. I'm going to take that take for inspiration. <laughs> Mine is, I think we're potentially going to see a nonprofit consolidation, at least in terms of like donation and philanthropic support. And I think that's kind of related. Like a trend we've been following on the news podcast is that a lot of smaller nonprofits are struggling, um, like unfortunately, tragically. Um, All the while, donations are skyrocketing. 2020 was a record-setting year for uh, philanthropic giving. So what that means is that the money is flowing to the top and trickling down less to the bottom. So I think that's something else we're going to see. That being said, on a positive note, I see that people, it seems like the industry is aware of that, right? Like you have philanthropists like Mackenzie Scott, who is donating money to largely smaller grassroots community-led organizations. So there's an attempt to recognize and revitalize uh, nonprofits that might be smaller than, you know, the largest charities in America. So I think those are two interesting trends that you've kind of uh, hinted at. But something we're going to follow. It'll be really interesting to see 2021 end-of-year numbers uh, related to philanthropic giving. Yeah, it's hard to, to do those because they're often summarized in the following summer of trying to wrangle and understand where all those donations uh, were tracked back to as a whole. With regard to pandemic-wise, right now we're sitting in the middle of a huge spike in Omicron. However, it is not 
necessarily trending so far as high with regard to the virality and the hospitalization rate. So hopefully on a positive potential note here is it actually serves as a helper to vaccinating the general population, albeit it'll be by having the actual, uh, the actual illness but that might accelerate our way out of the pandemic, uh, similar actually in the history of the Spanish flu, where uh, it's simply evolved to a, a less virulent, less deadly version of it, and let nonprofits get back to the IRL work that they are doing in the field, the fundraisers and the normal cadence of things. And I am, you know, knock on wood here that that is actually uh, going to be a positive for nonprofits can more confidently plan potentially the, the types of events that they're used to that drive their revenue, that drive their impact. George, do you think there are any types of events that nonprofits have developed during the last two years that are here to stay? We actually had Atlas Go on, which is a remote fundraising app that allows people to do, you know, run, walk, bike, plant, you know, cook, flip, whatever that would be, types of activities sort of uh, together alone while fundraising for a cause collectively. And I think a lot of those pieces, especially if you look at population movements out and around new cities and clusters of urban areas, suburban areas, that that type of remote fundraising will remain a staple. However, one thing I know about the humans, we tend to like to gather together for walks, for runs, for conferences. And, and that it, it's not going to go away. And, and so I think there's a lot of nonprofits that have those types of events. So it'll be in addition to not instead of, I have another one because I asked for two, but another one. And Nick can just can laugh. You know what I'm saying? He's already laughing because he knows what I'm going to say. Uh, because I'm going to talk about also the rise of NFTs this year was simply unprecedented. The team is like, they're just laughing. <laughs> We're not going to release the video, but they just laugh at me. The market is now worth $7 billion. It is a cultural phenomenon. However, it's only shared by, you know, in the millions of people right now that are actually participating. What's more, some of the most successful projects have got philanthropic elements as a part of them. It's becoming almost a part of the DNA of a lot of these NFT projects to say what part of this is giving back, is going toward a cause. And the community cares about that. It's not the only driving factor, mind you. However, I see it as a huge upside for the big picture of crypto philanthropy and more money. Again, that's what we do care about, more money and attention being brought to and paid to nonprofits as they adopt this whole new ecosystem, whole new ecosystem of fundraising, of building attention, and hopefully in a couple of years, really leveraging the power of what blockchain technology offers to, to drive bottom line impact and not just bottom line dollars. So get used to seeing more of it, Nick. I'm going to find every story and every angle. <laughs> I know it, George. I trust you will. <laughs> All right. Any other trends? Any other hot takes? Positive outlooks? Positive outlook is that hopefully in 2022, I get to meet my coworkers in person. 
Fun fact. Yes. A lot of the whalers have not uh, met each other. Um, you know, reach out to us. We'll be hanging out in February, uh, all things willing, uh, for a uh, whole whale in person. It was, uh, you're about to experience a part of what, uh, the whole whale band, I believe they're called the redirects Nick. Uh, we're going to be, uh, hearing them play us out. Uh, but I, I believe you're on the drums in this particular piece. So, uh, enjoy this piece by the whole whale redirects. And we are hoping for a happy, successful, safe, productive, all things good and positive in 2022. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Laura. Santa baby, just slip a sable and you